Hi, and welcome to the Free to Be Authentic podcast. I am Durga Magneta. I am an intuitive coach, an empathic healer, a teacher, and an author. And for over 20 years, I've been helping people just like you find more peace, tranquility, and empowerment. So take a nice deep breath, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy the show. Today's episode is about getting the most out of your hot yoga practice or learning to love it or learning to love it again. I personally have been on quite a journey with falling in and out of love with hot yoga. And I have to tell you that if it's something that you've written off completely, you really are missing out. My relationship with hot yoga dates back probably about 15 years ago. Mind you, I've done other types of yoga and I'm certified in two levels of Amrit yoga. There is an element to hot yoga that I feel is so important and it's it really is the heat. So I have this beautiful studio down the street called Urban Hot Yoga, and it had a previous life uh, maybe over a year and a half ago where it was another studio. So two years ago, I thought that I would try it again, and I signed up for the intro class, and, and it was supposed to be a month of yoga for a certain amount of money. I went for that one class, and I left there with my face all red and just completely out of my mind and I didn't go back. I didn't go back for one other class until I got called to go back there. So I'm over 40 and you don't have to be over 40 to prioritize building strength. But it's particularly important to start really building strength. And if you're like me, there's oftentimes a lot of tension in your muscles. So I had this intention that I was actually going to prioritize an infrared sauna at the wellness center down the street. And if you've ever used infrared technology or steam room or anything like that, you're going to notice that you feel emotionally lighter just sweating. You feel like the tension in your muscles mostly has melted away and you just feel like you can get into your bones a little bit easier. It's it it's there's definitely a beautiful quality to that. But along with my intention to get to build my muscles, hot yoga really does do both. So you're doing two of these really important things in one practice. I am a big fan of also the eye spa in Irvine, the Irvine Spa where I was in the steam room and I noticed that just a little bit of steam, I felt so relaxed in my body. And my the voice of my intuition said, this is what you need. And I knew then that, and that is what led me back to hot yoga. Another really important piece of this, because I'm always talking about healing your trauma. That's a lot about the work I do. It's the work I love. And, it, and it's also really helped me profoundly. And a lot of the studying that I've been doing since I've been away and, and I got a certification as a transformational coach, we have to get back in our bodies if we're going to heal. Most of us live in our headspace, our thinking. Most of us are traumatized because life is traumatic in its nature and it doesn't take big events to become traumatized. And when that happens, what I'm seeing a lot in my clients is that we, we live in our heads because we feel subconsciously that that's what's going to keep us safe. So we're always two steps ahead of ourselves. We're always waiting for that shoe to drop 
or the possibility of, of these things just coming out of nowhere and it's exhausting and we don't even realize how unhappy we are. Part of the extracurricular reading I did by getting the certification is The Body Keep Score by Bessel van der Kolk. And this was studying mental illness uh, from the 40s and, and the different how Western medical came to be and why they came to the ideas that they did about treatment. And the major breakthrough he had happened when dealing with um, Vietnam War veterans who had PTSD. And he found that yoga actually was curing the PTSD. Now, why wasn't all of the other psychotherapy really touching this? It was because yoga brings you back into your body. So it is, the name yoga itself means the mind, body, and spirit at one place and one time. And if you've ever had those zen-like moments where you're in that space and you're in the present moment, life is good. And it doesn't matter what's going to happen in the future. And you just have this intuitive wisdom about you. And there's more oxygen going to your body because you're not in fight or flight. And I've decided that life's too short not to live in that place because I don't need to be ahead of myself. I'm not going to worry about my future because everything always works out. We hit some tough little patches, but then we get through them, don't we? Because we're all still here. And just living in our heads and in the past and in the future and just being an ego is, um, is really robbing us of some pretty nice qualities that I feel are really the most important. So let's get back to the practice of hot yoga. A lot of people go because there are amazing physical benefits. What I've noticed by going pretty much every other day, sometimes more, sometimes less, is that my body feels stronger. I don't know that I look differently, but I, I feel stronger. And with the relationship that I have with it now, it's not a chore or something I don't like doing. It's something that I crave and it's a treat for myself. I like, oh, I can't wait to get to yoga. And the reason why I feel this way about it is because I was back in my body having the experience of yoga. The thing is, is that when we're in our heads and our, our ego is practicing yoga, we're competitive. We're judgmental. We're judging our performance. We're pushing ourselves too far, too fast. And this can create or add to the overheating that you experience, right? And when we're overheating, you can get dizzy. You can get nauseous when we're not listening to our body signals and honoring the fact that we need to stop practice and lay down for a few minutes or even the rest of the class, depending on where you are. I mean, you're going to get to the point where you want to run out of there and never go back. So they do work with intention, which I love. I always work with intention with my life and with my clients. So the intention every day in that classroom that I go is to be present, to be in my body and to honor my body, which means I'm not there to, to perform <laughs> And it makes a total difference in your experience. Also, I've, I've really learned that life gets better when you honor your body and honor yourself. So the heat is what allows you to become more flexible. And that's something that I had studied a long time ago, that if you're breathing into your body and you're present and it's warm, the heat allows your body to relax and the stretching to go deeper than previously. And the thing that you may or may not know is that our issues 
are in our tissue. So this is going back to the body keeps score. So when we have unresolved emotional pain that we couldn't be present for while the event was happening, it gets stored as emotional density in our tissues and it can be stored anywhere. I've had issues stored in my, my forearm that it was, it was like a childhood thing and it was causing carpal tunnel symptoms. That really blew my mind, but it was, that was absolutely um, an amazing discovery on the healing journey. So the, the heat allows you to heal emotionally. So it does on a physical level, you're building strength, you're encouraging circulation. Not only that, but some of these poses have been around for thousands of years. And what you may or may not realize is that the yogis design these poses to create more powerful flows of energy to various parts of the body. Now, they do explain this sometimes in class, but it's designed to really heal the whole body on on even more of a scientific level with the press points. The fact that you're holding certain areas of the body and creating flow in ways that your body doesn't normally experience it. So if you think about it, you're all day, you're up in your head, all your energy's in your head, and it's just keeping these neurological patterns of worry, concern, and the same old thoughts you normally have. That's where all of your prana is going. But then when you go to class, your body gets, again, more oxygen, and it gets more circulation, and you're really getting into those little places that really we're, subconsciously, we're trying to avoid those places because we don't want to face the pain that's stuck in the body, but with the yoga practice, it can move out uh, a lot easier. So it's taking a lot of the the pain out of what can be a, kind of a, a painful uh, emotional healing process. So it's, it, it really can do all of those things. Now, there's nothing wrong with looking at this as exercise and just going with the intent to exercise, but why do that when there's so much more? Even if you don't feel you have a lot of healing, Chances are you have more than you realize or more than you'd like to admit because everybody's got stuff. But that's okay if that's not your intention. Think about also using it to let go of your day or even yesterday to just really get centered, grounded, to help your nervous system regulate so that you can be more intuitive and more at peace and more balanced. I just don't want you to miss out on benefits outside of the exercise because I just for some reason I think everybody needs to know this and I know everybody's stressed out I know people aren't really present they're not really paying attention they're not really grounded the society we live in and this is an opportunity to regulate and balance all of that I was having a a talk with the owner Jody and it's funny because we had different views on the heat. So her perspective is the heat pulls you into the body and into the present moment and you can't be anywhere else. And honestly, I wish that that was my experience too because it made my practice a lot easier. I find that the heat makes me want to, my mind want to wander. I also find that I'm noticing kind of toxic thinking that can come from being in the heat and really what it is. The heat is forcing my body to heal and release toxic energy, toxic thoughts, and it's coming through my mind as just projecting on whatever's around me or myself. And I feel in those moments when our mind gets toxic during hot yoga is that it's an opportunity to really have a breakthrough. So that means that you're clearing space for a new positive outlook and experience. So I feel like it's helped me spiritually, emotionally, and mentally 
by embracing the moments when it starts getting toxic and I want to kind of check out. Now, of course, this is something that I'm still working on, but that's not a problem because I still do show up. You just show up and you set your intentions and you do the best you can and you honor your body and you breathe into the moment and you don't try and be competitive with other people or yourself and you'll find that you get used to the heat more and more and it's really not a problem. Where we're at today, um, we're having this really tremendous heat wave where I really, I'm not going outside, but I noticed that it was 94 degrees out and I went and sat outside and I was really comfortable. So it does, it, you do build up resistance to the heat, resilience to the heat. And so if you're really finding that the heat feels a bit much for you, if you honor your body and you're hydrated, then it'll get better and, and it really won't be an issue. I want to take a moment speaking of hydration because that was one of the things that one of the things that you need a heads up is if you're not hydrated and you don't get the proper hydration, uh, you can get headaches. So when I started getting back into the practice, I had, I got a headache and then I had a headache for a couple of days and I knew it was dehydration. The thing is, is that it isn't enough just to drink water. I've also gotten some additive electrolytes, just natural, no sugar. Whatever, or whatever floats your boat, but you don't have to add the sugar to it. And I found that adding that to it, I've never had that problem. Also, contrary to what you might believe, you don't want to drink a bunch before you go. And this is another little thing that can happen is you don't want to have to think about that you need to go pee, right? Because you're, you've, drink, you've had so much water because they don't want you to leave the room. And then you're thinking about, well, I can't leave the room, but then I can't concentrate. And then I don't want to do these poses that require me to lay on my stomach. Um, you just want to make sure that you're mindful of your water drinking during the day and that you do bring plenty of water with you with the electrolytes and s s the better products also have minerals and just whatever it is that your body lets go of. So all of the things that you, that you may not like about the practice are all avoidable through hydration, through honoring your body, and again, staying in the present moment. And I don't mean to be redundant with those points, but if you get those points... This is an amazing opportunity to heal, to become physically fit. It also gives you a, a place to, to go and feel like you belong, a little sense of community. Very, very nice, very good customer service. And the thing that I love about choosing yoga as a form of physical fitness is that I've never been to a yoga studio where the owner and their staff don't love yoga, love the practice, love the people who come in, and love the possibility of where the practice can get them. So this is physical fitness with a heart. So outside of setting the intention to honor your body, so if you start feeling a little out of breath, a little more than you should, I notice sometimes my heart is really racing, which is not bad if you're there to get exercise. I don't think that's a problem. It's really a positive thing, but sometimes I've gotten a little dizzy, you know, more than once. Part of it is they do open the doors, so you want to probably situate yourself if you're not used to the practice near where they might open the doors, and there's three of them in, in the one big room, or, or wherever you're practicing, I'm sure they have a similar setup. So you're going to lay down when you get overheated. You're not going to feel like you need to apologize for that. You're going to honor your body because that comes first. You're going to be hydrated. You're going to lay where they open the door. Instead of going into panic mode, 
because a part of the subconscious is this is too hot this is too much and you kind of get this feeling like it's it's too much or like i'm in danger or i'm not safe like i've had that feeling too very honestly that's when you need to come down into your body that nobody's dropping dead in that classroom right that's not what happens you're okay you're safe you can handle the heat you just need to take a break you need to have some water you need to lie down you also just logistically you want to make sure that you have your nonstick mats you want to have your your flask and and just have certain things set aside for your practice so that it's easy to just throw a few things on and go to class. I also suggest setting a schedule so that it's a part of your week. And I'm telling you that if you take this all in, you're going to view hot yoga as a gift and something that makes your life better and something that you look forward to because I don't want you to miss out on everything that it can offer. All right, that's all for this episode. I will see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, please hit subscribe. Please feel free to share this with anyone you think it might be helpful to. If you have any ideas for future podcasts, please shoot me an email at freetobeauthentic at gmail.com. Or if you're looking for a personal session, please visit freetobeauthentic.com. See you all next time.